that I actually, I want to see if this picks up. The bag phone that you actually had to stick the antenna on your roof. <laughs> yeah, I swear to God. And then the bag phone was actually in your car. So you would run the wire for the antenna outside your, <laughs> your driver window, stick the antenna on top and shut your door. <laughs> wow. And that was my first cell phone. Dude, that's crazy. That sounds like Dragnet or something. All right, we're on a job, and you gotta like reach out to the roof. It was like it was like mash. It was like okay, we're, we're you know we're on the scene. Take the take the phone off his backpack. We gotta call for help. You know, you know, oh my gosh. call a copter. So anyway, yeah, I had one, but then again, I'm I'm pretty old. Uh, no, you just lived a little, that's all. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, I'm sure you're 36? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Speaking of phones, funny yes. story, the first dude I ever met with a cell phone was Robbie Morales. <laughs> that came up in an interview, I believe. I th- or maybe, maybe it was just Oh, I think discussion. I commented on one of your things about it, because that, I went to... Get- you did. Yeah. Because you were at the trails and you needed to you needed to call yeah, my, my home mom or paged something. Me and I was like, she oh, paged you. That was I just got your mom. Really? Like, what the hell? Yeah. I just got off worse. And I was like, man. And then that dude was there and I didn't know who he was. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, oh, you need a phone? And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to go use the payphone, dude. And he's like, oh, I have one. I was like, yeah. oh, fancy. Like, who's yeah, this yeah, guy? Yeah. And then, you know, like, I don't know who anyone was, really. And that's how I met him. He's like, oh, use my phone. I was like, and they didn't even Thanks. flip then. That was just yeah, a no, solid phone. Like, you just big, pull like, it out. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay. Yeah, you had to extend the antenna. <laughs> if it was a Motorola or something, you had to extend it. A oh true my gosh. artifact of history. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah, that was funny, man. All right, well, I should officially say welcome to the BMX in our blood. We're here with Mina, Mina Petrago. Uh, that's how you say it, right? Petrago? Yeah. Close enough? <laughs> Close enough. Petrago? Petrago? Or you could get real fancy and say Putrago. Putrago. Yeah. Putrago. All right. So, obviously, I've wanted to connect with you for a while um, for a couple reasons because of your connection with Long Island, so, which I think is cool because Superfly and Danny Bailey, Vinny G, you know, all these people know exactly who you are because that was your first experience with BMX, is that right? Yeah. Um, so take me through that. Sure. So I grew up in Port Washington, um, which is was home of the Port Trails, right. which I didn't know anything about. And I grew up in Port Washington until my friend Darren Meenan, yes. you know, does the seven oh, yeah. line. He did man-made. Um, yeah, like I knew Darren from uh, visiting my dad on the weekends. I would go hang out. Like I had some mutual friends that would go play music and he was always at the shows and like it's the kids on the bikes again where they set these bikes for yeah, and then yeah. um i saw him out in port washington just uh-huh. with his bike which is pretty far you know it's like a good 35 40 minute drive in a car so i was like how the hell what are you doing here how'd you get here like what are you doing in port washington he's like oh i just got the train i was like on your bike like I'm like so confused right now. Like my worlds are colliding. Like weekend world with weekday world. Right. It's like, oh yeah, there's some dirt jumps. Like I'm going to ride. Anyway, I gotta go. I'll see you later. I was like, wait, where are you going? What? What? Come back. I want to know more. I was like, well, I'm, can I come shoot photos? Like, what is this? Like, I have a yeah. photo project. Ironically, this is gonna work out. Like, I want to go see what this is about. He's like, all right. So he brings me to the trails, and I'm just like, where the hell are you taking me? Is this place that like the locals and I we just referred to it as like the sand pits? You know, yeah, yeah. like we just the wood you know, like no one ever hangs out in there just trouble you know right so um i get in there and i see these dudes just like 
they've got their own hangout they've like picnic tables <laughs> like it's this little oasis yeah, yeah. and I'm like this has been here in my hotel how long has this been here like I'm just trying to just take it in that this something at, that looks as cool as this is going on like in my hometown and I had no idea and like I knew Darren raced BMX but I didn't ever expect it to be like this cool hideaway hangout in the woods where there, these dudes are just flying in the air on their bikes I was like that looks so freaking fun I came by a couple more times and I was just like, dude, I really want to get a bike. Like, Do any girls ride? They're like, haha, no. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, kept asking. I'm like, someone's right. got a break. So um, I just kept annoying them. Like, I'd, I'd even just randomly start showing up at the trails, like, not invited. Like, hey, you guys riding? Can I, like, take more pictures? Like, can I hang yeah. out? Like, I want to see what's going on with this. I really, like, I want to get one of these bikes. It just looks so fun. And anyway, not, I, Darren, I just kept bugging him, and a kid that he rode with, George K, George Kastronakis, he's from um, pretty much the same town, and uh, he was getting a new bike for Christmas, and he had a frame and fork that he was getting rid of, and so um, I, once I found out that he got a new bike for Christmas, I was like, dude, what are you doing with that old bike? Let me get, yeah. let me, let me build one up. Darren's just like, you really want to ride, huh? And I was like, yeah, like I would not shut up about it. Like, please, just, just, I really want to get a bike. So um, he helped me build it, got some parts together. Um, it, before it was fully together, I went with Darren to the skate park. There's a, one, an indoor park that opened on Long Island in Ronkonkoma. I think it was called Union. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, was, it didn't last that long, but it had some really sick ramps in there. There was a bull, uh -huh. a double coping spine, a box jump to a vert wall. Like, some pretty simple, but like, it had the basics, but mm -hmm. it was so fun. Um, but I didn't really know what I was looking at at the time. I was just like fascinated with like, holy crap, another place to ride that's not the woods. Like, hold, right. like, whoa, this is like X Games right. stuff. So uh, I go with him, and I'm hanging out, and I'm in the stands, and I'm like, man, like, I've really at this point only been exposed to like Darren, his friends, and you know, like, just the trails dudes, you know. And I've just been watching all of his videos, reading all the magazines. I'm like totally nerding out, and you know, just being a fangirl of BMX, and I want to do this. And there's some guy that's like laughing and screechy voice, pizza face, crazy hair, and he's just like really loud and obnoxious. I'm like, man, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask that guy. I'm gonna work up the, you know, work up some nerves to go ask that guy if he knows of any girls who ride. Maybe that that guy seems pretty honest. No f's given. Like I'm totally. <laughs> and it, uh, that guy was Vic Ayala, and uh, I was like, hey man, do you, uh, any girls ride bikes? And he just laughed at me, like rolled his eyes and was like, do any girls ride bikes? Hey guys, do any girls ride bikes in here? I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. He's like, no, but if you want to ride, let's go. What do you want to learn? He hands me his bike. This thing is like a complete heat. There's like still steam coming off of the grips. It's like covered in sweat and nasty. And I was just like, oh man. So he takes me to the corner. There's like a smaller, uh, section of a bowl like a three-foot quarter um in the back area and he's like you know how to drop in and i was like yeah. what's that he's like when you go in on the ramp and I was like, uh i don't know show me i'll try it uh in 10 minutes he got me to drop in like roll in and then drop in from the pegs and then i started learning double pegs and like it was crazy like in that five minutes he just gave me a like his bike and talked me through it, and I just like started learning stuff, and I was like, that was amazing. He's like, yeah, so maybe girls can ride bikes. I don't know. I was, he's like, what's the deal? You have a bike? I was like, well, almost. Like, I'm missing a few parts. I'm just, 
I don't know. I don't really. I don't really know. Like this is so cool. I just now I really got to get it done. And um, as I was leaving the park that night, I think Brian Iarochi was there. Oh really? And I was like, just started randomly just speaking up like, hey, no, this is random. No, girl, I'm trying to hide over here, but I really just want to know if anyone has any extra parts. And he's like, I got you. He's like, I, I have. I think he rode for Sun or something. And he's like. I, I can help you out. I have an older set of wheels that you can get rolling with. So I was like, sick. So like, you know, I was just like babysitting, mowing lawns, whatever uh -huh. I could do to like get some money during spring break to like get the, this bike together. And um, anyway, uh, I think I gave Vic my pager number. If you guys ever go ride bikes, like, or like whatever, just hit me up. Like, I, I really like that was so cool. I want to keep learning. Yeah. So um, I don't know. I've, I've got a bike together, and had a, like a lot of like mishaps with like learning how to you know keep it together <laughs> like parts would fall off while I was riding and like it was kind of nuts but um yeah Vic hit me up one day and was like hey we're going to Bethlehem I was like what where's wow. that like I had no idea like what I was getting into but I was still like pretty intimidated and scared of this dude like he's a gnarly dude you know right, like just right. loud crazy and like but there was something really from like I like I trusted him I yeah. felt like he was looking out for me so um I like like, you know, told my friends, I was like, all right, if I'm not, like, if you don't hear from me, like, this is what the guy looks like, I'm pretty sure this is license plate, like, you know, like, right, right. whatever, so I don't, went. Don't try to page me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so, um, yeah, Vic just kind of took me under his wing, we'd go on all these, like, street riding missions, which I didn't think wasn't normal, I didn't know what to expect, you know, like, I, at that point, had only just tried to ride at port, and right. they had the shit rhythm in the back, and they'd you know, sometimes throw a piece of wood in between the jumps to make right. a safety case. Oh, okay. You know, and then there was, yeah, I don't know. And then I just got started traveling with Vic and figuring yeah. out what street riding was. Like, I didn't really know too much what anything was. I just, like, started trying to open my mind and ride with whoever instead of the same people because in five minutes talking to someone I had talked to in a minute, I was like, whoa, I just learned so much. But That's awesome. How man, old were you then? <laughs> I was 19, I think. Oh, so you, 18, 19, like I just started. In the world of BMX, you started later. Yeah, yeah, like I just got out of high school and was going, about to go away to college. I went to Manhattanville and purchased mm -hmm. New York, and um, yeah, I was leaving Port Washington, and it was such a weird, bittersweet time because I just started to like learn how to jump right. in the back, uh, that little jump, <laughs> you know? And, um, there was another girl that started riding there, and like, uh -huh. I was like, cool, like, yeah. This is sweet, we're riding the shit rhythm. Yeah. And then the trails ended up getting plowed. It was so, it was so sad. Um, and I went away to school, and then kind of like the vibe on Long Island, I didn't really see many people unless it was like at a skate park in the winter. Like I just kind of kept with it and kept trying to push myself, and you know. Um, but yeah, I got a later start. I didn't start till like I found out about it, really. Right, right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I, I just didn't want to believe there really wasn't any women that do it. I mean, yeah. they told me there were some girls that raised before, but I had, you know, I was like just hoping they were full of it and there'd be some girl shredders somewhere else, you mm -hmm. know, just haven't heard about them yet. There's no I, internet then, really. <laughs> I, can, I think in that era, really, girls, for the most part that I saw, only did race. Um, I, I hardly yeah. ever saw women at the trails. Yeah. So it's, um, I'm not surprised. So, you know, I mean, it was kind of a rough crew. I mean, I could see why it's not as welcoming. It's, you know, it's yeah. guys in the woods talking about everything, you know? Right. Um, it, but, I mean, 
it's definitely changed, you know, yeah. for sure. Oh, no. Now, thank goodness. I think it's awesome, though. I mean, I, I feel really fortunate to have gotten into the riding at such a cool time. Like, I think, I want to say, like, Road Fools 5 just dropped. Like, mm. one of the times I went to Union Skate Park, once I got my, my, my own bike together, I went back, and I think, like, a whole bunch of, like, I think, like, Dave Young was at the park, oh, like, wow. Garrett Burns, uh, like... Wow. There was like all these shredders there, and I was yeah. like, I was and Bravo. I yeah. met the guy with the cell phone. Like, right, you, got, right. you know, it was it was cool. Like, I remember seeing those guys and just being like, holy crap, this is insane. And uh, yeah, it just got me psyched to keep riding. And um, yeah, like I'm kind of just like met those guys from being there and would see them in the tri-state area. You know, in the you know, growing up in or living in the Northeast. Yeah. There's only a few indoor parks, and oh, everyone right. would just cram into whatever session was going on. Like, we'd go to Hackettstown skate yeah. parks. No, you know, not there anymore, but that in New Jersey. It's a decent hike from Long Island. Uh, a lot of tolls and gas, and they had a late-night session on Fridays from 10 to 2. Okay. You'd go there, and I uh, just... Everyone would get home at like 4.30 in the morning, but sleep in all day Saturday. Like, right. It was just like the one day of the week I'd always look forward to, you know? Yes. Going to school full time, had two jobs, and just trying to fill my, my bike riding excitement, travel adventures. So have you stopped at all since you were 19, since you started? Uh, no, not really. Right through college and... Yeah. I've had a couple of injuries here and there, and... I've kind of, I've, you know, I moved around a couple times. I left Long Island. I, I made it to that park, uh, that indoor bike park, Changa. A lot of yeah. people have heard of that. Um, went there once and was like, I got to come back here. They had such a cool scene. I learned so much every time I went. Goofiest locals I've ever met, you know. Yeah. Like, always had a story every time I came back from there. And um, I ended up moving out there once I finished college. Kind of a big disappointment for my family. Like, like what? You just finished school. You're not gonna get a job and what everyone else is doing. Sorry, I gotta go. I think I gotta go to Ohio. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just couldn't wrap their heads around it. But um, I made my way out there. Lived out there. Got some. At that point, there were some other girls riding, and, and uh-huh. I made some really good friends with them. And we kind of all moved out that way together. And. Uh, Rochanga all the time and we started doing trips and yeah it was it was really cool we had a cool scene out there it was a good scene and then I just brought a bunch of ladies <laughs> which just seemed to be a pattern everywhere I've lived so yeah, yeah. did women seem developed oh uh, yeah I mean like we'd get new girls into riding and sometimes they'd come and go and you know it's I think um, so my, I met a girl, actually Vic hit me up one time and he's like, yo Nina, got a girl for you. I was like, what? He's like, we actually found you a girl rider. I was like, no way. And like, I thought they were joking. I was going to get there and like, right. it'd be one of those dudes like dressed and dressed. Dressed up, right. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> there was this girl, her name's Stacy Mulligan. And uh, she started riding at the Incline Club which if you've been there before on the other side was a gymnastics camp her whole life was gymnastics they built the skate park it's like holy crap what's that so she got into it there and George Hornig and like those guys the staff BMX dudes like they got her hooked up with a bike and 
Yeah. Anyway, I ended up meeting up with her, and even though she's a few years younger than me, we became like best friends. And it was so funny because I'm looking at her in like a leotard, like riding in booty shorts, and then oh I'm gosh. like full stormtrooper, like, you're riding in that? She's like, you're riding in that? <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it was pretty fun. But wow. she inspired me, and like, you know, the of us definitely um, covered a lot of ground and tried to get as many other girls as we could to start riding. And we met up with, uh, there was this website when the internet first started like getting big, you know, or AOL. Women of Freestyle, WAF BMX, that really? was like a big thing. Um, a lot more people started to hear about that, just refer to anything girls BMX as WAF BMX, waffles. Or, um, sure. This girl, Kim Klisiak, she was a flatlander from mm -hmm. Indiana. She was pretty tech savvy and made a website called Women of Freestyle. Really? Yeah, and that was, she had just put up like a profile, of, it was like a picture of her riding, a couple uh -huh. pictures, and like, kind of like a little profile, like favorite rider, how long you've been riding, yada yada, and then there was a couple other girls' profiles, like mm -hmm. maybe like four or five, and I forget how I came across this website. I think someone, you know, I'm always talking to people, I'm like, do you know any girl riders? You're not from here, is there anybody? And the reason's like, no, there's not. I'm like, damn it. Like, <laughs> anyway, so I found there's someone, someone pointed me in the direction of this website, and I was like, holy crap, I gotta get an email. So I like, set up an email, and we started talking, and uh, ended up finding out she was gonna be at Woodward East. Yeah. There was that CFB contest or uh -huh. something in like 2000. That's actually Kara from Circuit BMX. Really? had started riding and she was going to school in Brooklyn yeah. and I remember like Union Square is like the hub where we all met up and um, I remember us meeting up and I was like hey like let's yeah. go out there so we did a trip out to Woodward together it was hilarious it was awesome oh, it was so awesome. cool so we went out there we met Kim and like I don't think we were really supposed to be riding around Woodward I think we kind of just like snuck in because oh, okay. it was like a big event and like I yeah. think a lot of people just like went in because they were like we're right. at the event but yeah we met up with Kim and she taught us track stands and I mean I'm saw I was like freaking out kind of because I ended up on the, the mini at cloud nine was brand new uh -huh. and I just learned how to like jump in you know drop in and like I I really wanted to be able to jump the spine and like I just started learning five grinds at that point I was like oh my gosh I don't know how this is gonna go but I remember Jeff Harrington I don't know if you remember that guy he's I got do. like he had like a crazy split mohawk uh, with uh -huh. two different shoes like gnarly looking dude just like putting at me like it's your turn to drop in I've been standing in the corner on the deck just like just completely blown away by the riding I was seeing going on and he was just doing all these grind variations and he just points at me like it's my turn to drop in right. I was terrified like yeah. oh my gosh I have no business being up here but alright so I just dropped right. in and like died but he kept telling me that I should do it again he's like oh you almost had it I was like alright yeah. So I, it was cool. Like I jumped the spine. Actually, got nice. away. I like started like doing stuff. I was like, this is so cool. I went home like so sore and banged up after that trip, but it was so cool. Anyway, that was that we, was still early on. Then. Yeah, and so I met uh, Kim. We exchanged info. She took a picture, and I was up on her website. Next thing you know, like she's she and I and Stacy are all talking about having like a jam she's like I really want to do the first ever like all girls BMX jam um, I was thinking about doing it in New Jersey what do you think and I was like that's where Stacy's is from like of course right. like 
we'll tell everyone we know. I don't know, maybe <coughs> someone knows someone who wants to ride that's a girl. So she had the first ever WAF jam, which was in New Jersey in like 2001. And I think that's when, maybe it was 2000, I don't know. But at that point, Corey Coffey just start, like came out into the freestyle yeah. scene and was killing it. She had a racing background and yeah. she just learned backflips at Woodward and in 2000? Yeah, I think so, or 2001, sometime around then. That, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she threw one down in like that CFB contest. I guess it happened like the day after or something. Yeah. Like we, we were only there the one day, um, Kara and I, but mm -hmm. um, I'd been hearing about this Corey girl. Right. So I was really excited to meet her. Right. Um, and so she walks in, came in with some other girl shredders from Woodward. There's some girl skateboarders. We got. Aaron Donato through the grapevine, we got her to come out to the gym, uh -huh. and uh, it was so cool. Like all different styles of riding, a couple of first timers, and we just ever since that one event, it, like wasn't a contest. It was just like, hey, ladies, it's like all get together and ride. We decided to do it every year ever since. So really, uh, I want to say the official walk jams went on for the next like I don't know six years something like that and then it eventually evolved into just like there's a girls jam not right. a watch jam just a girls jam and then I don't know I try to do some sort of event every year whether right. you know it's like an official thing or not For sure but um whether it's in Austin or somewhere yeah yeah I mean it's it's a little different living in Texas because it's yeah. so far away from everything else right Right. I, I do miss being in the Northeast or the Midwest, like you drive in any direction and you're yeah. somewhere right. soon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking a lot and skipping no, so much. No, this is amazing. <laughs> no, you're not skipping so much. I, I had no idea. And this kind of plays into, I mean, the thought that I think a lot of people have, which is whether you, whether you like the, the, the tag or not, you know, the, the pioneer of women freestyle, in a way, and albeit, you know, you're telling me that there was a couple of you that really did this, but you've taken it further, I think. Um, yeah, I feel so. like the last grandma standing. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, right. I hear you, but it, sound, it, it sounds like this has been going on for a lot longer than I realized, especially telling you that you were running contests, even whatever, at whatever scale, for back since the early 2000s. That's, yeah. that's a long time. It was cool. Like, we got a lot of people that, for back then, even, like, Flatlanders, like Kim, who did the walk thing. Yeah. Her Flatland friends would come out, too, to all these gyms, and they were, like, they told us about this, you know, they kind of schooled us on some freestyle history about, mm -hmm. um, you know, not only Aaron Donato, obviously, but then there was, like, Chris Dauchy, and uh -huh. some of the racer guys were like, hey, have you ever heard of Sherry Elliott? And I was like, who are these people? This yeah, is so right, cool to hear right. about. So, um... I, uh, you know, like, told Kim about these names and, like, her right. friends. I was like, that could send her any, like, old magazines that she could scan. Like, it was really cool. So on her site, she started scanning and uploading, like, these old pictures and interviews with these women that we'd never heard of that were, like, for us, our peers and, like, people we could have looked up to that we just didn't know about. Like, right. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was really inspiring, and it was just really neat. Like every jam, we'd learn about, we'd meet new girls, find out about some old school chick who came and went, or you know, like left their mark, and like you know, beat a bunch of dudes at some contest, and they were like, "What? No way!" Yeah. 
yeah, I'll never forget it. This girl did this. She just jumped in this thing. And, like, we've never heard of a girl doing that. Like, no way, you know. So yeah. it was all he said, she said back right. then. And um, it's just amazing that we've come so far now. And there's, like, I don't know. I mean, there's freaking our sports in the Olympics now. Yeah, but, right. I mean, we don't even have our own class in X Games the Olympics. Hey, I, mean, I know, it's crazy. That's and wild. Then, and I think, um, I don't remember if you and I talked about this or not, but it's nothing in the X Games, but really Vans has been the, the only one really accommodating a women's class, right? Yeah, so Vans has really stepped it up. Uh, they, you know, any event I could bug anyone about. Like if, they're, if you're doing a big contest and I, I feel like it's... You know, selfishly, of course, I want to ride, or like the girls are like, man, that course looks so sick. Like, how cool would it be if we could ride that? Um, let's hit them up and see if we could like ride the course, even if we could just get on there for like a couple hours, you know? So um, that's kind of been the instigator for us to like push to get, uh, have a presence at these events, you know? Like, hey, like, you want to help us grow our sport? You know, if you let us do a demo. And then maybe we could work up to a girls' class. Obviously, it would be great if we could just have, like, prize money and stuff. But we right. know that maybe some of the contest organizers, especially on a larger scale, have, sure. you know, numbers to crunch and whatever. Right. So it's like, hey, let's let's just try to get out there. Let's right. let's work together. And with Vans, it was super cool. We did a demo, and it was awesome. They were really psyched. The crowd was psyched. We were stoked because we got to ride that amazing bowl that only gets built for, like, a week. And that was the Vans Cup in, in Huntington? Yeah, two years ago. Right. And then this past year, we had prize money and our own class, and it was That's awesome. awesome. And so, uh, yeah, we just keep growing with them, and they're really open to ideas. And, uh-huh. you know, uh, I think they're doing what I was hoping a lot of the other events would do as yeah. they went global and stuff. So um, I'm just stoked that they are willing to work with us as right. much as they are. And um, happy to be, like, a consultant and someone to help you know, get the girls together because yeah. I really want to support the events and support the ladies. So. And that event's cool. It's super laid back. I mean, sure, it's a contest, but it's more of a jam for us, you know? Like, sure, we're going to push ourselves, but... Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely... Uh, riding a bull is a lot different than a box jump mm-hmm. contest, you know? Like, right. it's pretty sweet. you got to get really creative. I think it's really more of a root style contest for BMX. So... It's got to be definitely helpful that with BMX in the Olympics, there's got to be parity in the Olympics. You've got to have, uh, if you're going to have a an event for men, you need to have an equal event for women, right? There aren't any other men-only or women-only events that I know of in the Olympics, really, right? I mean, there's a men and women version of everything. Yeah, so, that's how it works for the Olympics. If yeah. you add a new discipline, it has to have male and female yeah. categories. So if that helps, for sure, but it sounds like this was going to happen eventually anyway. Yeah. Because the strength was building, the momentum was building, so it's it seems to have worked out right on time, you know? If anything, sooner than I think any of us thought. You know, to be honest, like, I thought we were making good progress, you know, working with the contests, like, bands and growing and, like, working up to prize money and medals and, um, you know, with, I mean, I tried forever with X Games, but, you know, that's like a whole separate thing together. That's like a TV show 
let alone like you know they're not really you know did they only do it with women skateboarding yeah they have women skateboarding and and that's pretty um, much it for women's well they had like they had the women's motocross uh, some of the events so they have oh. like Vicky Golden will do a best whip and that's like, right. you know they have like featured women that will she went in with the men though right yeah okay uh-huh. yeah I remember watching that, that yeah cool. like they had some uh, had a couple female flat track racers and the Harley thing this past year at Ice Israel <coughs> I like to see that they do stuff with women but I'm you know, obviously a big advocate for being nice and like, hey, like, yeah. we're here too. You know, the girls are on the same teams as the guys now. Right. There's more sponsorship and stuff. Like, what we're really trying to grow our side of the sport. It'd be super awesome if you guys could just put us out there. You know, we've had a presence there. I've been really pushing for us to build a relationship with X Games, but it's just not in their budget to include us more than, you know, to the level we want. Right. You know, and right. so that's that's a tough one for us. But you know, something I, I mean, man, thirteen yeah. years or something crazy. I've been at it trying to get them to budge, but it's it's hard. You yeah. know, their expectations and they're just running a completely different thing than like what I'm trying to do. Two different pages. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's just awesome to get to ride the course, but with stuff like the, you know, I guess other contests that are now part of the Olympics, like Feast, right. the French Feast series right. there. Is that the Shangdu one? Yeah, so they do the World Cup series, and they, I mean, I don't know, there's not really a good way to say this, but I didn't, I had my differences with them over the years, you know, like, I went to some of their events, like, mm-hmm. you know, they offered a girls class, and so I attended, and like, I always, immediately, like, planning my own jams and everything, I'm always thinking about how it could be better. You know, I always want to see progression every year, so I always tried to, like, give my feedback and, like, offer my help. Like, it got to the point where, like, you know, I think Angie and I were just on the deck filming, you know, while in the middle of our runs, filming people to try to make our own edits and, like, make our own little zines to cover our, what was happening for us, you know? Because no one was covering? No, not really, no. Um, Like, even the contest organizers, like, they, like, forgot to give us prizes or checks and like we had to stage our own photo you know a couple times and then it was just it was just like kind of like well man what are we spending all this money to come overseas for you know not that it's about the prizes but it's like hey like this the girls were throwing down like a lot of those contests that you know maybe i'm i'm a big you know nerd when it comes to like what's going on and women's BMX and, and the history stuff but like for me I'm sitting there and I'm like holy crap I just saw a girl flare a spine like clean right, right. another girl just tear up there the quarter she just threw the step down I didn't right. see any dudes do that like right. holy crap and then you know like it's just all this stuff that like I mean it's not really even a blip on the radar unless like but I'm like taking it all in like freaking out and I can't yeah. believe that we're not even in, like we're out there but we're in the dark we're in the background we're like super right. underground so then to think that that series was somehow who pushed really hard to get us in the Olympics, but really weren't supporting women in the way that I thought they were. It was like, it was really tough for me to think about how this is all going to go down. I got like really like protective of the women about this because I don't know, and, and the riders, because it wasn't just the women that, you know, like they, uh, there's been some not so good history, but you know, I can only just, I'm always optimistic. I try to look at the bright side. Like if one thing doesn't work out one year, hope it gets better next year. 
it's not going to happen unless someone speaks up. So I know people have been speaking up, and there has been some improvement. So fast forward, this Olympic thing, people were pushing for it, whether a lot of us wanted it or not, you know. So the best thing to do, I think, was just like try to like get the riders together and get their opinion. What do they want? How do they want this to go down? So, um, and that brings us to, uh, I guess, this UCI thing. Oh, yeah, right. So, the UCI is the union, you know, the World Cycling Union. Cyclists International. Yeah, it's like Union Cyclists International. It's with an exit. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. But whatever, they sanction all the World Cup contests, right. you know, for all disciplines of cycling. Right. And they... Them being involved has been actually really awesome. I've talked to people in other disciplines and they're like, oh man, it can be tricky, it's a lot of paperwork. And you know, they, everyone has their thing to say, but since we're new, like, I kind of just tune out because I'm like, this could be really cool. Like, let's try to stay positive about it. So um, it's been great. Um, I, they, off the bat, uh, implemented a rule book that FIS is supposed to follow. And, you know, like, it's kind of cool. It protects the riders. Um, you know, from like not any of the issues they had in the past, just to keep them, you know, like getting paid on time, like, you know, women right. getting treated equal as men. Like, there's some things that are pretty cool that, uh, you know, from the women's standpoint, I think could benefit us maybe a bit more than maybe just the guys, but. Was there equal pay? Um, so the UCI hosted, so at the World Championship, which was this year, uh, or last year, 2017, was the first time they ever had for freestyle at an Urban World Championship. So um, it happened where they just came out with equal prize money for women as men, and I was like, no way, like, Corey told me about this, she's been following the Feast series since she, you know, she's been a big advocate and push someone who's spoken uh, to the Olympic Committee when it came time, you know, to push for freestyle to get accepted as a new sport. So I was like, man, that's awesome. Um, so they introduced the rule book. Was that introduced when you went to Switzerland last? Oh. Um, okay, yeah, so here's what happened. So, so I went to China because I wanted to find out, I wanted to see what this equal prize money thing was about. Right. Um, I think it sounded like, no way, it's too good to be true. Like, this is this for real? I really want to be a part is of this. Is that the Keys or the World Cup? So, the, there was two China. weeks in China. Yes. The first weekend was the last stop of Feast, the World Series. Okay. Okay, and that was in China. And then on the other side of town a week later was the UCI event, the I Urban see. World Championship. Yeah. So I know it seems a little confusing, but there was two events in China yeah. back to back. Right. Um, it was the last stop of Feast, so they had the Rams set up one way, right. and um, then you know they did their prize money and stuff, and then there was a week off in between. And then there was the UCI event, Right. which happened to be the feast ramps but rearranged and um, yeah different rules slightly and yeah. you know there's like pauses for TV and like a lot of things that like for women we're not really that used to yet so that was interesting and then this contest was a major stepping stone and like motivator for any country that's has that wants to go after a medal in freestyle, uh, BMX, to get their, their riders together and, you know, like, 
it was bizarre to be honest for me I mean I'm I didn't know what to expect I, I you know I had heard a lot about this Olympic thing and going there and seeing it firsthand like all of these countries federations like basically it'd be like going to a peace contest but now the riders are wearing their country's jersey and like you know they're only hanging out with people from that country and you know it's very different than like you go to a Vance contest everyone's just hanging out with everyone it's really cool like it's just laid back and it's just a different vibe you know now you're this is where BMX freestyle like crossed this weird bridge and it's going to keep going uh, into the world of sports and like like Olympic sports the Olympics are here holy crap like this is getting real <laughs> you know um, so are they going to become the qualifiers um so yeah the fee series is the that's the world cup starting with the next event because you said that was the end of the season um is that right so so this year, like they announced a bunch of dates, right. and if you want to compete in the Olympics, you basically have to register with your federation, right. let them know you want to compete, right. and then go to these as many of these contest stops as you can for the feast. I think there's five, yeah. um, and the dates are on their website, and you got to go represent your country. And um, I think the idea is to earn a bunch of points, you get your world ranking, and then at the last stop, they're going to do the UCI. Right. World Championship again, and your ranking, your points that you earn there, and your world combined with your world ranking, oh, can wow. uh, actually help you place within, you know, your federation. So I, the better you do there individually via your federation is going to help you um, probably earn more support through your federation. So each nation is going to have their own individual, like their nation's qualifier. You know, so they're going to have their own round of contests to pick their team or their own way of doing it. Yeah. Um, which, you know, that's also kind of crazy. I wasn't ever expecting to have to, like, learn about all this, but, hey, it's pretty cool. Um, so, like, they're still sorting it out for what's going to happen for USA. Um, same thing with other countries. Some countries already have their team picked for now. Right. And it's all subject to change, you know. Like, more people are going to see that this is getting real, and they might want to be a part of it, you know. And other countries might bring some of their uh, athletes from other sports in, trying to see, trying them out, seeing if they could, you know, oh, right. go for a medal there. Be from racing or whatever. Yeah, uh, and that's what we saw in China, yeah. you know, like this was just like the tester outer first time ever world championship by the UCI and uh, one of the countries had like a trials rider, a oh, racer, okay. um, a BMX racer, and they, you know, they they all had the same color bikes, these girls, and they were, you know, like, coming from different disciplines of cycling, but, like, trying to get out there. And, right. I mean, it was different, and, you know, it's just, it was just really interesting. I was not, I mean, I'm all for more girls getting on bikes. I was just kind of, this is crazy. You know, you got all different levels out there. Yeah. Styles. <laughs> so how long is this series going to last? So, um, the qualification series, the fee series. Well, I mean, the Olympics are in 2020, so things are getting more real as we speak. Like, it's 2018 now. Right. This year is going to count for a lot. I think it's, like, within your own country's federation. Mm -hmm. Like, the better you do in these series, the more support you're going to get through them, and then come 2019, like, it's on. Like, you're going to have to keep earning points and stuff. Like, there's still a lot of things being ironed out. Um, so when I went to China, okay, like, I went there... I wanted to see what this equal prize money thing was about. I wanted to see 
what this could even be like. I haven't competed in like a while, you know, outside of like the Vince, and it was super fun. Right. Um, I got out there, and they're doing elections for UCI athlete representatives, and there was only, I think Corey's name was in the hat, Corey Coffey, yeah. and she's been going to all the feast stops. She's like come out of, uh, you know, she's a mom, she's had a couple of kids, and you know, she's back in the scene. She wants to ride and be a part of this, and uh, it was just her name in the hat, and you know, I, they asked me if I would also put my name in the hat, and I really wasn't thinking too much about it. Uh, I was like, sure, if you need another name in the hat, like, sure. And if for some strange reason I get picked to be the female representative, like, uh, I'm sure you could trust either one of us to do a great job. I mean, Corey's been on the forefront of, like, since she came back into riding, like, speaking up for the women and fighting for, like, equality. And, you know, she's seeing how hard of a road it's been and kind of why I walked away from that series in the first place was just it's really hard as a woman. Um, so, anyway... Uh, I, I ended up getting elected, and I felt pretty bad. I was like, Corey, I can't do this without you. You know, like, you put in a lot of work, and all these girls, like, I'm going to need them to speak up. Like, women, whatever country you're from, whatever, like, let's stay in touch. Like, I'm always about, I want to make sure we make this right and keep this, um, keep these, these people, you know, on their toes. Make sure that we're only moving forward and not backwards towards this. So, um, yeah. You're working with Europeans and you work with Australians. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, I've gotten the, I mean, it's tough, you know, trying to convey certain uh, messages through email. Sure. I thank God for Google Translate, yeah, <laughs> you right. know. Right. Um, but it's been a really cool learning curve. I've been working with Ryan Nyquist. He got elected to be the um, representative for Freestyle for the Men. Right. And, um, you know, we've been doing sur- rider surveys, trying to find out what their take is on format, get their feedback, and you know, use that, those replies in our meetings and in our emails to back up, uh, you know, make sure that we fight for what the riders want and not let the suits make all the decisions, you know, without our input. So, um, I mean, that's all we can hope for. That's our goal here is (laughs) try to keep people stoked. I mean, sure, this Olympic thing, granted, it's not for everyone. I, I am very much like in you know passionately in love with BMX and freestyle and like I you know I'm I get that this Olympic thing isn't really for everyone and definitely I was confused I didn't know how to feel about it at first and um uh I think going to China really got me excited about it I mean it was kind of crazy it got seemingly competitive and like it was a little smoky in the air I could tell there was some tension yeah but um in a lot of ways for me the exciting part was seeing the progression yeah like the level of riding was just mind-blowing like in just like one year of giving the ladies like breaking them off a little bit more support and then giving them equal pay holy crap like I can't even imagine like they get I I used to like be like yeah I think a girl will probably do that soon you know it's like just kind of guessing tricks and you know seeing what people are up to and what they're working on and like you know I'm fortunate I get to ride with these girls outside of contests sometimes and Dude, they're all like hunkering down now. People are getting not posting everything you're up to. Like it's yeah. it's getting kind of crazy. Right. But for me, I'm like all ears and eyes and entertained. I'm yeah. stoked. This is cool. And I think we're gonna see our, you know, a lot of these contest riders. They're gonna evolve and have to 
you know, with the Olympics, everyone that's wants to that part of riding is going to have to step it up. Like physically, you're going to see a lot of fitness and nutrition and things like that that really don't play into freestyle. You know, maybe if you came from a racing well, that, background, but eventually it's going to turn into coaching in the last in the last say months before maybe maybe months to a year before the actual Olympics right oh yeah yeah I mean we're gonna see a lot of changes um, and it could be really cool but I just want everyone that does listen to this to know that don't fear that this is the end of being you know like that this is just a, another avenue for some of freestyle to go down this isn't for everyone right. I recognize that and once I I realized that like you know, from going to a bunch of really cool grassroots style jams and like, you know, Ninth Street jams and just seeing the FBM jams and stuff like BMX is in a good place, you know, advanced contests, like there's a lot of great things going on and um, I don't think BMX is going anywhere, you know, like no, nowhere bad anyway, you know, like if it's not for you, then don't do it. That's part of freestyle. Think for yourself, be free, like whatever. Um, but I'm just really excited to see where this new avenue goes and I want to help see it through in the best way I can. So. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Wish us luck. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you've got the support, that's for sure, and you and you've got the communication with the people that that are going to help you the most. So that's it. Sounds like it's it can only go one direction, it, yeah. which is good. So uh, hopefully, I mean, I don't know. It took someone like Nyquist, I think, to really like get me excited about yeah. it because I was just still like scratching my head, like <laughs> I can't believe they did it. Like how are we? Yeah. We're the, we're not even in X Games yet. Like, how is this gonna work? But I mean, it's coming together. The ladies are shredding. Like, if you haven't seen what they're up to lately, like, just go on Vital BMX. Go look up the women's UCI Worlds highlights. It's freaking unreal. Like, if you haven't seen any of these girl shredders, like, they're gonna start becoming household names too. Like, it's pretty cool. Um, and I've heard a lot of the guys even tell me, like, dude, watching the girls' class is like watching contests of the guys in the 90s. It's so exciting. They're just like, it's like they're just sending it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. There was some good stuff. Granted, it was Ryan's or your cell phone <laughs> at Shangu. But uh, what you could see of it was pretty impressive. There was some good stuff going down. Yeah, so it, was, it was good. That's so. cool. Yeah, like I, I kind of, I'm just really excited to like still be involved and still yeah. see it go down. And hey, I mean, I might be hurt right now, but if, right. I'd like to see like how I could do if I even tried. Sure. You know, like yeah, whatever. This stuff keeps you young. Yeah. <laughs> huh. But I'm, I'm just excited to be along for the ride right now, and just you know, like this has been a complete crazy other direction I never would have right. thought we'd be talking about this <laughs> not right. theoretically right right sounds like Soups is going to have to make two more t-shirts one I love Nyquist and one and one I love Nina <laughs> as opposed to the I hate Tara and I hate or I love Tara so uh, well it, maybe we'll just have to box it. and then you can change it <laughs> exactly. I right. hate Nyquist I hate Nina yeah right 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 Oh man, that's funny. But that's that's cool because he's been around for so long. He's got such respect in the sport. So, dude, Nyquist is awesome, you, it, and he's yeah. been so supportive of the women. Like, yeah. I mean, really, like at every event we've been to, especially the Vans contest. Yeah. Like he'd be the first one to be like, "Hey, so you trying this? Try, like, do this. He'll give us some guidance and you know, kind of challenge us to try a different line yeah. or even let us follow him." Like. 
that's so like oh my god you know it's hard for me not to like fan out and be like holy crap this right, Nyquist right. you get to do a train with Nyquist well he's your, he's your counterpart and you've got to he's, I'm sure he looks the same at you and just says you know this is amazing what Nina's done and and you know bringing women together so and it's sure it goes both ways but thanks man yeah no it's just really cool that there's still a lot of good people that have been in BMX for a long time that are still down to see what's next you know Um, I think that's important you know progression and evolution sure there's always the good old days that you don't ever want to end but I mean times change and Maybe we could just make a podcast about it, you know, like whatever. But um, you know, I, I think celebrating those times is good. But I'm, I'm always looking to see what's, what you know. I don't know where we're gonna be in five years. <laughs> so well, hopefully, still rolling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say we can only look forward because we're not going, we're not going that way. We're not going backwards. No, stay forward. So, yeah. So, so that's awesome. So, so when did we find out? the breakdown of how many spots each country gets. That's a good question. Has that even been decided? It hasn't really been decided. So typically with the Olympics, you know, like they don't want it to be, you know, one country's got five spots and the other person, you know, when there's only nine spots for women and nine spots for men. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. No, that's uh, why I'm asking. It's got to be a really difficult spot. Yeah, so uh, they're still ironing that out, and so that was actually why I still rode in China, was because I didn't know, like, no one could really say for sure that if, you know, I would have been the third girl from the USA riding, and they're like, just roll around. If you get some points, and if they determine later that, like, the country with the most cumulative points could potentially get a second rider then like that might make it worth it you know like for you to have rolled around instead of saying damn i wish i would have rolled around so for me i was like screw it let's tape it usa like i don't know i was like just why not i'm here i made a lot of sacrifices to be here right so then you know then i couldn't take it easy i still rode and like it hurt i was doing a wall ride like (laughs) smiling with tears riding away like what am i doing this is so dumb but Hey, maybe it'll pay off and, and a second spot could open up. I mean, the USA has got a crazy roster of shredders here. And, oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, it's insane. It's insane. I'm how like, you, how would they even pick? Like, I mean, obviously, I, you know, Hannah Roberts is big, yeah, yeah. you know. But if there's a second spot, it's the trickiest. Like, where does that go? Like, who does that go to? Like, there's going to be some insane competitions out there, you know. And um but I think it'll be a lot of fun. It'll be interesting, and I think it'll just help us all progress in a way that's like right. never really been right. like nudged before. So we're gonna grab the Instagram questions. Oh gosh! I didn't get to write them down yet, so we're gonna just have. I think I told you that. Oh yeah, no problem. But um, but anyway, yeah, I'm anxious to see how that how that pans out. But strength in numbers, if the U.S. has six people at Chengdu and Belgium only has one. You know, or Sweden only has one. Well, actually, that's Nikita, right? Because she's oh, Switzerland, yeah. Or I'm sorry, she's Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, uh huh. There's that what I can't remember. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, or Australia has only four, but but you brought six. Yeah, I mean, if continually you have six at these competitions, then maybe you will get two spots. Maybe yeah, even three. If everyone does well enough, you know, I mean, like, it's it, it's hard well, to say. Because they have to perform, too. They can't just show up and yeah. punch a clock. Yeah, oh, man. We'd be getting some uh, 
airline miles otherwise. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, and I don't know. I just feel like I never would have imagined this happening, and I'm yeah. just excited to be along for the ride. So yeah. I want to see what goes down, man. <laughs> it's so cool. It's it's so cool. So you're trying to juggle all this before we take these questions. You're trying to juggle all this with obviously still working. <laughs> yeah. Um, which has got to be difficult. Uh, and you basically still have to fund these trips somewhat yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, you need um, some sponsorship help, but... Here and there, I mean, um, I get some support. I mean, I have a lot of support from a lot of ways from mm-hmm. the people who support me. Um, you know, our Fox, Etnies, Empire, T1... Yeah. Uh, protest like you know I've got like a really rad roster of people helping me out flat track with the coffee yeah yeah hammer nutrition just came in and yeah. helping me with some vitamins to heal up and yeah it's been a pretty cool journey this BMX stuff uh, you know people with support but for traveling I mean I'm an adult I got bills they don't go away I could go have as much fun as I want but guess what those things don't stop so um, hey being from New York has its ups I've got the hustle in me um, right Every time I'm home, I'm usually, you can find me working uh, either at a bike shop or um, I've been bartending. I work at this music venue called Barracuda. Um, That's been the most exciting job for me because I've worked at music venues before and it's really cool because otherwise, you know, I'm, as much as I want to pay to go see all these shows, I'm actually like almost getting paid to be there. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, but just like catching up with friends and listening to some good music, or I don't know what kind of music is going to be playing, but yeah. sometimes it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. And there's some other bike riders I work with sometimes. Um, so that moved to Austin. You know, Austin's a cool city where it's you can make a decent living off the gig economy right you know on the fly like oh man i'm gonna be gone a lot next year how am i gonna make it as long as i make rent and like keep my bills low like (laughs) might be able to swing it so if there's a music festival i'll just work like two weeks straight and then you know so yeah it can be kind of stressful sometimes you know i really just want to be on my bike as much as i can and you know just there's me time, you know, I have other interests besides just BMX, you know, <laughs> so it's like how to find that work-life balance can be kind of challenging, but at least I make whatever work is pretty fun, right. um, you know. Yeah, you definitely for do. For now. I love watching it. I think it's... <laughs> I'm always like, wow, look what she's doing now. Yeah, why not? Yeah. You guys got to come down to Austin. Yeah, well, sure. you talked about it. I know, a lot more lately than... Really? All right, well, you called yourself out. The door's yeah, open. Yeah. Come down. You did. You did. We're going to make it happen this year. All right. right. It's just a plane ride away. <laughs> so this is Heather Jessica in the background. Let's see what you have for uh, Instagram. For questions. Yeah. Right. So the first question that's on there is by Stylish Cyrus and his first bike. <laughs> oh, Steve Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, dang. Yeah, um, so my first bike I got from that dude, George K. It was uh, an S&M dirt bike. Classic. I think it was a 20 and a quarter. I think it had standard two-piece bars. Really? Yeah. Um, S&M platform pedals. Oh, gosh, the Primo hemorrhoid seat. Dude, I think I still... I think anyone who ever ran one of those still has, like, that weird, hard part, like, like a... Just like a... I don't know, you're, the back of your leg just cringes talking about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Oh, man. But, um, yeah, that was my first setup. Yeah, wow. that was pretty cool. 
felt really good um, you know living in Austin a lot of I ride a lot of concrete parks um, yeah I'd say concrete I love dirt I mean I started off I just guess I like to ride it all but I want to say lately I've just really lo- enjoy surfing the waves the concrete waves so next one Brody Butterfield says your passion and positivity have always been super inspiring to me what keeps the fire stoked after all these Oh man, uh, thanks Brody. <laughs> I don't know, I guess, man, I guess it's just every, I don't know, like, whatever you're working on, like, you get psyched, people come to town, I think people, other people's energy, really, like, you ever have, like, a crappy day, and then, like, someone rolls into town, and they're like, yo, let's go ride, and you're, like, probably weren't gonna ride that day, or you're just gonna chill, but then that person just like gets you really excited, and you're like, oh, "All right, crap, I gotta. T- you haven't been here. I have to take you here." And then out of just pure excitement and you know those vibes, you just keep going. So I'd say probably the people that surround me. That's usually like what gets me the most psyched to do cool, fun stuff all the time. So. Matt Pierre, 
Air said, what's Marv's favorite tire to chew? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marv, uh, my boyfriend Ryan, his dog Marv. Yeah. He's awesome. Uh, he gets a lot of our tires when we're done with them. Um, or whoever's tires. I don't know. He, he, uh, he's got his own tire now. I don't want to throw any other tire companies under the bus. But, um, I mean, he is looking for a sponsor. No kidding. No, right. He's a tire sponsor. I've seen what he does to those. Yeah, things. he shreds those things. Um, just when he thought the bone death dudes couldn't wear the tires out anymore. Right. Yeah, he, uh, he puts them to the test. The ultimate. J.B. Wood says, obviously there are more boys than girls on the BMX. Is it hard to be one of the fewer ones? Uh, I feel like nowadays not so much. Maybe when I first started out, it could have seemed hard, but I was just so focused and soaked on riding that I just did my, actually, would just try to blend in. Like, I had my close friends I'd ride with, and I just, like, kind of tuned out to a lot of people, and, you know, for that, just made it a lot easier to, like, kind of stay forward. There was no internet sites with, like, bad comments and, like, you know, just opinions or just they weren't as visible uh, you know as a, I think that gets in a lot of the girls heads these days you know seeing some of the negativity out there so for me it was just I don't know easier to blend in just be you do you just go hang out and ride and um, yeah really nowadays since there's almost every town's got a girl rider and you know or a soon to be one thanks to the guys who are supportive and awesome and hand him a bike and get him to take some runs. Um, I don't really find it to be that much of a problem anymore. I think it's a lot more accepting and hey, it better be with the Olympics coming up. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, I don't know. I think we've come a really long way and we still have a long way to go. These these events do not hurt. These, these events are awesome. Yeah, we're here at the wheel mill for the Ride Like a Girl weekend, so. Oh, right. Yeah, and then the one that uh, that you weren't at, but we were at, for, at Caddy and oh, last year. Yeah, that one was really, really. Well I was done. so bummed I couldn't make that the Caddy Woods Women's Weekend. Oh, I, I think I had like some really bad luck and I couldn't make it. I. Um, it's gonna happen again. It's, well, it went so well. Yeah, Ray from Ray's Mountain Bike Park. Like we've been doing those fundraisers for him. Sure. I think it was like a week before that jam or something. I found out that he got hurt, and I'm, I don't do well when I cry, and I got really upset when I heard the news, and I, I had my contacts in, and I, like, kind of, like, passed out like that, and my, I woke up the next day and was like, oh my god, I have to, like, live life, like, every day, and I, I still didn't take my contacts out, and I got an eye ulcer, and it was, like, oh my terrible. I, I was, like, a pirate, like, oh with an eye patch, so I had to draw the curtains, I couldn't leave my house for, like, a week, it, it sucked. Um, yeah, I don't do well when I cry, so I generally try to stay happy. <laughs> um, so that was really yeah. hard to accept that Ray had gotten hurt. And, uh, yeah, I was so bummed because that led to me not being able to do a lot of things, like go to that Caddy Woods Women's Weekend. And, um, and at that point, the after the hospital visits and stuff, it completely wiped out my funds. I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, this is a... Uh, I just got a plan for next year and just cheer everyone on from over here. Yeah. Pirate style. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's the last one. What's that? That's the last one. Oh, you got the one from Miss Jib. Oh, no, yeah, you already said that. All right. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, it's a lucky visual, or Rob Delecky. <laughs> favorite Vic Ayala story. Oh my gosh. Vic, there's so many stories traveling with Vic. Um, like I said, he was just kind of a loud, crazy dude. Um, oh my gosh. I. <laughs> okay, so like I said, I started riding when I was in college, and um, at, every now and then, like, okay, so they, Vic would take me on most of the trips that he would go on if he had to pass by where my college was. He would pit stop there, pick me up, and then we'd go wherever he was going. And so um, one time, I think he was living in Binghamton, and he was on his way up there, and uh, he lived by East Coast Terminal. He picked up Edwin, and I think I, think I want to say Vinny. Vinny was with him. Vinny G? No, not Vinny G. Come on. All right, so... Um, um, so Edwin De La Rosa, right? Uh huh. Vinny, Vinny Kelso. <laughs> Vinny. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh gosh. gosh. All of the yeah, right. So, um, so yeah, it was Vinny. It was like right when yeah. Vic and Edwin started hanging out a lot. Yeah. And they were just like upsetting people left and right because they, they, the way they talked to each other was like little, like teenage boys. They'd come out with their own code words and like right. giggle about everything and just right. really like upset a lot of people for some reason. That just. I mean, I had a hard time understanding Edwin if I, you know, probably the first 10 minutes every time I'd be around him, I'm like, I don't know what you're saying, man. I just kind of smile and like, huh. Anyway, so then uh, he started hanging out. I could get, understand him after a little while, but one time I came back from class or something and those dudes were at my place, at my dorm, and I lived with these other girls. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember like turning the corner in my dorm and seeing like a photo shoot go down Vic is wearing, or no, Vic was taking the picture, and it was Edwin wearing my roommate's blanket, laying down in the trash room, scavenger, like, and he was taking pictures of him, and they were just laughing. Someone would say scavenger, and then they would cry laughing, Oh my God. and I was like, what the hell are you guys doing? This is the freaking garbage. Get that blanket out of there. Like, go back. No, like, I was like, it's like having a wild pack of dogs with me. I was like, this is ridiculous. So, um, anyway, I don't know, that was one of them, just, and I think that was the beginning of Scavenger, like, yeah. you know, maybe Vinny and them, like, they, you know, eventually started a little crew, oh, clothing, great. bike company thing down the line, but that was the beginning of that, it was uh, Vic and his disposable camera wow. in the trash room. <laughs> Alright, I've got one more Instagram question that's a good one. Garrett Burns. I'm fortunate to call Nina a friend for the last 20 years. She is so full of gratitude. Everyone can take a lesson or two from her. Nina, what is your largest life lesson learned since you started riding? Holy wow. Heavy question. Thanks, Garrett. Um, yeah, Garrett's awesome. Yeah. Oh, man. Huh. Man. Uh, largest life lesson. Largest oh. life lesson, man. Like... I know it might sound cliche, but, like, live every day like it's your last, I guess, you know? But that's really, like, if I've learned anything, like, you know, like, we all, life is really short. And I feel so fortunate to, like I said, I've gotten into BMX at such a cool time, meet the people I did, and and still be friends with them this far down the line. And, um, yeah, just, like, adventure after adventure, getting to meet up with someone like Garrett in Spain or, like, in the Northwest on a T1 trip, you know? There's been so many great uh, friends and (laughs) memories that I just hope uh, those are mine, but everyone else can have their own if they could just, like, embrace the now and really just uh, 
use the dick. <laughs> yeah. Cliche or not, it makes perfect sense, and we unfortunately are reminded of it when we when they have people that pass, like Kevin Robinson or something. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Like so it's, it's good advice. It's it's got to be reminded to people often, very yeah. often. So I know. Yeah, rest in peace, K Rob. Yeah, there's a lot of people, you know, musicians, BMXers, like, oh, yeah. you know, this has been a rough couple of years for a lot of us. It's like the generation we looked up to is, yeah. you know, like, I don't want to say it, but, you know, just knowing that is definitely like another reminder of, like, yeah, let's live this the best way we can. Enjoy it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> only get one, one time. Yep. No, you're right. You do only get one. Um, so we'll finish it up, but anything coming up um, that you want to talk about that's coming up soon in the near future? Uh, so we're here in Pittsburgh at the Wheel Mill for the Ride Like a Girl weekend, but um, there's another really awesome event coming up in February uh, at Ray's Indoor Mountain Bike Park in Cleveland. For those of you who couldn't make this event, I know a lot of us will be there. Um, it's, uh, yeah, Women's Weekend at Rays. It's usually the middle of February. It's going to be a tough one for some of you ladies that also want to go to the Swamp Fest. Uh, I know my heart's there too, but I committed to the Women's Weekend, so that's where I'll be. But, hey, um, I encourage any one of you women out there that, like, have your own scene or want to start your own scene to just, like, I don't know, get out there. You're on the Internet could find me <laughs> Nina Burrito hit me up I'll like try to help you promote your event you know like yeah. you know there's not um, can never be too many women's events I think it's really good to just keep giving back and bring the girls together yeah yeah or invite them to your gym whoever you are <laughs> yeah exactly exactly there's plenty of that coming up and I think there's more of it now I think more people more people are getting creative and I think there's more people stepping up and actually really creating opportunities for people to get together with, yeah. with, with jams, I especially, love that. And, yeah. and clinics like this. You guys have been doing this for a little while, I realize, but it's um, it's happening and it's it's uh, it's important. So anyway, last thing is, I know you mentioned sponsors, but you want to do one more shout out to anyone in particular or sponsors or both? Oh man. Uh, Sure. Um, I'll rattle off a couple of uh, names. Um, yeah, Empire BMX. They, they're a rad shop in Austin. Mostly, they're a mail order. EmpireBMX.com. Um, they do a lot for the community there in Austin. And you know, any place I've ever lived, I always try to support the local shop. And they're my local now. And um, I mean, I give all the shops my love, but they, they definitely I see what they do, and they do a lot for everyone in the community. And I think it's so great. Um, Fox Women's, they've been helping me out for some time. Um, I, I love the stuff they make. I love what they're doing for women in all different types of two-wheeled sports. Um, Etnies, they were really awesome. It surprised me with the part and the chapters. Uh, I really just thought of, you know, whatever, we're going out to film for, like, whatever, maybe it'll be in the bonus, but I was really surprised to see my name up there at the premiere. I was like, what? You jerks. I would have filmed more. Don't yeah. <laughs> Whatever. It was awesome. Um, so honored. Etnies, they've been supporting the women since like 2005. They've been hooking Stacey and I up. Um, and uh, yeah. Etnies, Fox, Protech. 
flat thanks, pad. Thanks for uh, protecting my dome and then oh, flat yeah. track for keeping the coffee beans fresh. <laughs> um, Hammer Nutrition, they've been helping me out a bit, uh, trying to heal this broken wrist with some good vitamins and ways to stay hydrated. Uh, Actually, that's a, that's a question. How much longer on your wrist? Where's the, where's the status of your wrist? Good question. Uh, this really awesome doctor in Newport Beach, California, Dr. Yeah. Grant Rubshaw, fixed my wrist for me. And I'm still waiting to hear back. He said it's not quite healed yet, so maybe a couple more weeks. Yeah. Um, but he was super helpful, really pulled through, because I don't know if I would have been able to get surgery otherwise without him. So him and his team are super cool. and fix me up so um, make a drum roll trying to stay busy stay involved and stay positive till I get through this because you know they can bolt you back together these days pretty nicely yeah right, right. Awesome. Um, and really just my friends and family and anyone I may have forgotten under the gun here uh, yeah this has been oh T1 hello sorry um, yeah T1's another uh, awesome crew my friends Danny and Afro Pat and my boyfriend Ryan. You know, there's so many great people in Austin. The scene there is just rad. And, you know, I think the T1 ramp was like reason enough for me to like it convinced me to move to Austin. And then, you know, it's it's being survived in a couple places here and there now. And I just I love yeah. I just love knowing that that is a place that I you know can go and had gotten to ride. And that's that's like a another chapter in my life so it was really cool and um, yeah thanks to you one for all the support awesome thank you so much for doing this and I'm glad we <laughs> finally got it done this is great yeah me too I'm sorry if so, I rambled too much everyone but uh, yeah not at all <laughs> it's all it's all good information that's for sure cool all right well thanks for having me thanks for all that you do I've been like freaking out listening to all these rad podcasts of everyone in New England that you know has had some sort of influence or um you know, on me getting started riding or, you know, helping me fix something or learn how to, you know, I wouldn't be here now if it wasn't for a lot of those people. And it's really inspiring to hear what they're up to now. Yeah. Danny Billy. Danny Billy, absolutely. <laughs> now there's more coming. We've only gotten through a piece of Long Island. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's crazy. So yeah. Much left to do. And, you know, we, we got to mix in like Pennsylvania people here, you know, here and there. And, and then we'll go back to some more. Oh, I can't wait to hear the rest of them. Yeah, there's just so many yeah. great people from up there, and I, I just, yeah. I miss, makes me miss the Northeast a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it just feels really good to be, you know, hear their voices and just hear memory lane stories. Even if I was there or not, I feel like I'm there with the way you interview them. So okay. thanks for doing this. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. More than happy to. Cool. All right, thank you. And thanks for helping this weekend. Of course. We'd love it. I'm so happy to be awesome. here. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thanks, thanks Joe. You, you got it. All right. <laughs>